Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Right now in Romans 12, are you there? Romans 12, 10. We're talking about honor, a quick two-part series. Uh, started last week with Moral Sunday. Honor is such an important part of our life, or needs to be. And really, honor is a great way for us to position ourselves under the blessings of God. I would encourage you, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. Walk out and take some steps as we talked last week and this week on what honor is and what it looks like and the benefit for our life and how it will position us for the blessings of God. Here's what it says. The essence of honor is right here. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Honor one another above yourself. The essence of honor is that I'm going to place others ahead of me. Philippians 2 says, I'm going to esteem others higher than myself. So we see that honor really is uh, coming from a place of humility. Uh, Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Jesus was a humble person. And even though he was, uh, you know, God coming down in the flesh, um, he was very humble and understood that serving was the key. And so we really live in a culture where people don't understand this principle of honor. And whether it be with elders in our life, whether it be with parents, whether it be with government, whether it be with soldiers, we honor them, first responders, we honor them for their work. Uh, And so many bosses and teachers, every day is full of opportunity to either bring honor to somebody or not to, and therefore positioning ourselves for the blessing of God. Uh, In fact, I think we live in a culture now where we love to put people down. It's almost like the sport. And it's almost like we, we want to put people down or maybe we, we tear people down and it makes us look better, we think. Um, and I think even with some things like social media, we take pride in criticizing and judging or exposing. And, I don't, and somehow we think that God's okay with that. We'll even put a, a scripture or something like that. And I don't see that as being Christ-like at all. And in fact, God is a God of honor. And God says, honor me, I'll honor you. And so I think we need to get some things back in order. I think our generations are are missing this principle, not because they don't want to honor, but because they haven't been taught that. I think each generation, the further on we go, we we miss the opportunity to teach the the power of honor in every area of our life. And really, this isn't real deep theology. We're not going to swim in the deep end of the pool this morning by any means. But sometimes we miss the simplicity of the scripture, and therefore we miss the power. And God made the scripture simple so no one would miss out on its purpose and power, but man makes it complicated. But I think just a few adjustments in our everyday life concerning honor will bring some breakthrough to what we're looking for and what we need. And so I want to give you three things to be a person of honor or three ways to live it out. Number one, prioritize it. Prioritize it. In other words, what you put first. It's what you put first. Whatever is first in your life is honored. Whatever is first in a situation is honored. That's why you let others go in line before you. And we had a birthday party the other night, a 75th birthday party. They were lining up for the food. You know, sometimes it can be a fight, right? And, but it's, it's, it's neat to stand back and watch people let others go before them, whether they're older than they are or ladies, and that's honor. And, and again, this is not a deep theological lesson. But I think putting something first, again, expresses honor. That's why it's important to open the door. Young men, that's why you open door for ladies. You let them go first. It's a position of honor. And so when you leave today, go around the other side of the car, open the door for, then pick her up off the ground after she passes out because of what you just have done and gently put her in the car, (laughs) right? But you know what that is? That's simple. That's powerful. That's bringing honor. And you put honor, give honor where honors do. Whatever's first is honor. Now understand in the scripture, you see a lot of verses that talk about honor, but not a lot about telling you what to do. And so when you study honor, one of the main ways, one of the few ways that God gives us 
To show honor to him is with our possessions. Proverbs 3, 9 says this. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Again, the first fruits, putting God first. Put him first, value him, put some weight to God, buy your wealth, possessions, or your stuff. But let's just be honest, all of it's God's anyways. Everything we have belongs to God, and God asks us to return things to him. And I believe this scripture is so powerful because what God is most interested in, I believe, is not even necessarily the amount, although the amount has been given to us in the 10% to tithe, but I believe God's more interested in the order. Let me say that again. God's more interested in the order. Now you understand if he's not first place on your list, he's not on your list. Because God doesn't take second place to anything or anyone. Come on. He is first and that's the truth. So the Bible talks about honor him with the wealth by the first fruits or putting him first place. And you know, it's interesting to me that sometimes we, we need to understand that it's not even about the amount sometimes, it's more about the order. And not out of being compelled because there's a need because of a flood or because of a missions video or whatever that might be, it's God just wants to be first place. And the Bible says where your treasure is, your heart will be. So I, I want us to understand something that it is a, it is a thing of honor when we give unto the Lord or return back unto the Lord, we put him first place. It's not that he needs your stuff, but he needs to know where he places in your life. And you need to know where he places in your life based on order. And so this is really something that, you know, my wife and I really try to do our best is to give to God first before we do or pay anything else. We do our absolute best to put him first place. And again, because I believe he's more interested in the honor, most interested in the honor where he places in our life. Let's take a look at this in the message paraphrase. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. It's not what's left over. It's not if you have anything left at the end of the month. God wants to be first place before anything else. You know, God wants to be first place before NBU. (laughs) God wants to be first place before MasterCard. And if you put him first place, the principal honor is, when you honor God, he honors you. Guess what? You won't run out. He'll take care of you. So honor him, put him first place. Give him the first and give him the best. And if you're going to be a person of honor, understand the principle of priority. And it applies not only to God, but to other areas of our life. And let me say this to those that are married this morning. And I've been convicted of this one. But listen, your, your spouse should be a place of first next to God. And let me say it this way. When you put your schedule up for the week or for the month, she shouldn't be or he shouldn't be the last thing or let's see if we have some room. You should schedule that date night and then fill out your calendar. But schedule that time with your spouse first. Schedule it with your family first. What are you doing? You're honoring your spouse and your marriage and you're honoring your children. Guess what'll happen? You'll see a difference in your marriage. You'll see a difference in your home life because God is a God of honor. I mean, again, these are really simple things. Well, you don't know my schedule, Pastor. Well, no, I don't, and I have my own challenges, but I know if I put things in the proper order, I will benefit from that, and blessing will come into my life. Why? Because you honor what's first. And so I just want to encourage you, honor your spouse, honor your children in in your time, and God will honor you. So we need to find ways to provide honor to those in our life, God certainly, and others in our life. So if you're going to be a person of honor, number one, you prioritize it. And again, some of the illustrations God gives us is within our resources, but the principle's the same in areas of our life. Number two, you praise it. People of honor praise it. Understand this, honor has a language attached to it. And let me say it this way, actually, honor is a language. I mean, just as much as dishonor is a language. And honestly, we're kind of loose with our tongues, it seems like, and we just flippantly say things, but we need to get back to the, the language of honor, I believe. 
When you read the New Testament, you see this all over Paul's writings. Our hero of faith, Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, wrote epistles, some were to letters, simply letters, some were to churches, and some were to people. And in his letters, he gave shout-out to all kinds of people. And he honored them for simple things. Thanks for coming and visiting me in jail when nobody else would, because you weren't embarrassed that I was in jail. I mean, he said all kinds of things about Anisiphorus. You wouldn't even know there was an Anisiphorus, and we don't even know what that means, as Paul wouldn't have honored him with just one simple scripture. We wouldn't even know there was an Epaphroditus or an Aquila or Priscilla, and we wouldn't have had fun saying those names this morning had they not been there. But we know of them because Paul honored them and really brings honor to them today. He praised them for what they did. Honor has a language in and of itself, and we need to do that. We need to honor people with our words. You know, we try and do that around here. I thank you. I honor you all the time for your generosity. We're able to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world because of your generous giving and your serving. And it's important because we understand our words either honor or dishonor. There is no neutral ground. Everything coming out of our mouth either is building something up or tearing something down. And according to Jesus, there are no idle words that will fall to the ground. Every one of our words is counted. Everyone. So let me say this this morning. Don't speak with dishonor about your boss. If you don't like the job, why don't you turn that around and start speaking honor? And it, and you'll see things turn around. Why? Because God will honor that. Yeah. Don't get caught up in the other employees speaking dishonorably about your, about your boss. How about you stand up to him for a moment and say, let's just not talk that way and bring honor there. How about this, the place of greatest dishonor sometimes in our home. Don't speak dishonorably about your spouse, yeah. about your kids. Right. And let honor come out of your mouth. Honor is a language. When honor comes out of your mouth, it has the power to change the circumstances in your life. You want your climate and environment and your job to change? Start speaking honor about your job and about your boss. You want your climate and honor to change your, the environment to change in your home? Start speaking honor about your spouse and about your kids. Why? God honors those that honor him. This is a powerful principle. We can all do that. But you don't know what they've done. They don't deserve it. Well, neither do we. <laughs> but we're thankful for the work of Jesus Christ. And we need to honor people because of God's claim on them, not because of what they've done or not done. Amen? Yeah. I told the story before, and when I'm driving, it seems like I have the most difficult time with this when I'm driving, and somebody cuts me off. I don't know, that road rage or whatever rises up inside of me. I remember one day, somebody just was just being ugly, cut me off, whatever, and I said out loud, I said, you knucklehead, and that's just kind of my, where you knucklehead? And God just tapped me on the shoulder and said, that's my knucklehead. <laughs> well, can you do something with your knucklehead? Because he's out of control. He doesn't know how to drive. So we honor or dishonor with the words of our mouth. And if nothing else, God has a claim. You realize everyone on the planet is God's child. There's some that are lost and some that are found. And so because of God's claim on them, we need to bring honor. It's not whether they're deserving of it or not. It's because of whose they are. Amen? And so honor has a language unto itself. And you know what? We need to get tired of criticism, gossip, and slander. Let's change the language. Let's see what God will do. A church of honor, people of honor. And let's be people who bless and not curse. You know, I remember a story, someone told me one time about a couple who were fighting, been fighting for a couple of weeks, just really mean to each other, belittling each other every chance they got, putting each other down, just cutting them down all the time. And they had to go somewhere, they were in the car together, and as they were on their way to this place, they, they passed through the countryside and they saw a farm that had a bunch of animals outside. And the man noticed that there was a bunch of pigs out there and there were a bunch of donkeys out there. And he thought he would take a shot at his wife and he said, uh, hey, look, are those some of your relatives? And she said, why, yes, they are, they're my in-laws, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'd recommend not uh, doing that, but uh, you know, we can bring honor just as easily as we can bring dishonor with the words of our mouth. 
James 3, 9 through 10 says this. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. God has a claim on them. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. We need to live by a different standard. We need people to honor. Ephesians 4, 29 through 30 says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Listen to this next verse. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Notice it says and, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I don't know if you know this, but those two scriptures are actually connected. We like to separate them. But the reality is, is when we let unwholesome talk come out of our mouth towards things or people that God has a claim on, which is everyone on the planet, it grieves the Holy Spirit. No, I'm not me, pastor. I'm not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. I love God. I serve God. Well, it depends on what's coming out of your mouth. And so we can speak honor or dishonor. Remember, there's no neutral ground. And when we are people using the language of dishonor, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Remember, because God's claim on them. We need to embrace the language of honor. So prioritize it. Put them first. Put people first. Honor God with the first place. Honor people with first place. Whatever's first is honored. Praise it. Speak the language of honor. Don't be dishonorable in the way we speak. And finally, protect it. Protect it. Whoever honors, some, uh, whoever honors something protects it. Uh, remember the definition of honor we used last week? It's honor simply means something that is weighty, has value, that has worth. And dishonor is something that we have devalued or we take lightly. But understanding this, honor is, is giving uh, value to something. And isn't it true that anything valuable gets protected? Uh, we protect anything valuable. I mean, think of the, to the, the extent that we go sometimes to protect our valuables. And we'll do almost anything to protect our valuables. We guard it. We go to great lengths. Um, understand this, the more you value it, the more value, more, the more you value from it. The more you value it, the more you value from it. I'm reminded of a story, Noah, after the flood. When the ark settles, the waters recede. Noah gets off, the animals scattered. He and his three sons, their wives, and his wife start building a future again. He, he builds a, a, grows a vineyard, plants a vineyard, and he, he's making wine from it. And one night he gets drunk. And the story is he gets drunk, he's in his tent, passed out, drunk as a skunk. One of his sons comes in and sees him naked and drunk on the ground, comes running back out to his other two brothers, just laughing at him, kind of making fun of him. You'll never guess. Dad's in there. He's naked as a jaybird. He's drunk as a skunk. He is just, it's so funny laughing. The other two sons, all of a sudden what they do is they walk past that son that was dishonoring the father and they grab a cloak and the Bible says they walk in backwards so as not to see their father and they laid the cloak over him taking care of him. One responded with dishonor, the other two with honor, protecting his dignity. He made a mistake. And my guess would be later, either Noah came and apologized to his sons or his sons came to him and said, you know what, dad, we walked in and you were were drunk or whatever. And maybe they told the other son, but he was making fun of you, but we covered you up. So just remember that when you're dividing up the inheritance. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The Bible says, however, the two sons that brought honor or protected the honor and dignity of their father were blessed. There's something about this world that we live in today that we're so quick to judge and we want to expose everybody's fault. We want everybody to know what's wrong with them. We can't wait to get on Facebook. We can't wait to do things. All of a sudden, did you know so-and-so this or so-and-so that? Or we want to get on there and we want figures, uh, church figures or whatever, political figures. And we, we think it's like a sport or we think it's like a badge or something when we find fault with people. 
I'm glad Jesus forgives me, amen? And his love covers a multitude of sin. And I think that we need to spend more time protecting people and we can address things privately with them and we can honor them in that way, but there's no honor in exposing and exposing them to the world. And I think that if you honor something, you, you protect it. I'm reminded again of a, a story. It was a lady in a church, and, and I think sometimes it happens this way. And, and so anything that she found out that was negative, and she liked to gossip, and she'd go to other people in the church, and here's how she would do it. She may not come right out and gossip about them, but she'd say, hey, you know what? We need to pray about so-and-so. Really? Why? Oh, because they're involved in this, and I don't know if you heard this and that. And the guys, really, it's, it's a prayer request. Well, I'm not gossiping. I'm just sharing a prayer request. Well, I know with people that don't even know that person, right? I'm just, I'm just, the more people praying, the better, right? Come on. And so there, she's going to people, and she would share these things as a prayer request. And all of a sudden, one man uh, ended up at a bar one night. His truck sat outside the bar a particular night, the only one in town. And so the lady had saw it. And so the next week at church, the next weekend, she was telling everybody that so-and-so's truck was outside of this bar all night. We need to pray for him. And he came in and he started hearing about that. It kind of really upset him, offended a little bit. She was out telling everybody about it and he had a challenge, he had a problem. And so what he decided then was one night, he drove his truck and parked it in front of her house all night. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recommend that one either. That's probably not a good one. I'm gonna pray for you. But I think that we should, we could, especially as the body of Christ, spend a little more time protecting the dignity of people, honor them in that way. God will work on them. God will work on them. And we can help maybe behind the scenes. And it's amazing to me how many people want to judge and criticize publicly, but they want to repent, apologize privately. But honor says that we don't even expose that. That we help them if we can help them, but we, we honor and protect them. And let me say this about protecting it. How about this and just in our world today? How about we just protect God a little bit more? And that sounds funny, but I'm just getting tired of people blaming God for everything. I mean, can I just say God's not responsible for floods and devastation and taking people's lives? He's not. He's not. God's not responsible for death and destruction and disease. God's not responsible. He's not the author of those things. I mean, to me, that's so counter God because he sent his son to to bring healing and and help and heal the broken heart and and bring those things about to good or whatever and give us an opportunity to find eternity in heaven. He's not out there punishing and doing all that kind of stuff. I think maybe we need to just honor God by defending that sometimes and not letting that prevailing thought continue to go on. I, I can do it. We can do it. We can be sensitive in that. Don't get me wrong. And we don't be ugly in defense of God. And I think sometimes even just when we're around people and they're, have you heard someone and something's going on and all of a sudden you hear GD, right? I mean, that's the bad word or whatever. And I was like, you know, just say, hey, let's, we, that's not, you know what, really, God doesn't damn anybody. The devil does. <laughs> I heard a pastor say this one time. He confronted somebody on it and he said, if you're going to say that, say devil damned <laughs> or whatever, because he's the one that does. At least give it to his credit. But God blesses, God restores, God heals, God exalts, God loves, God forgives. I think, I think maybe we could stand with a little bit more of that in our conversations and things, and you don't have to be ugly about it. That would be, you know, that would discount everything that you say. But I think that in honoring things or people or something, in God in particular, then I think that we need to be aware of that, that we can say some things and live our life in a way that will bring honor to that as well. And I think it's an important principle and we'll use, uh, that we'll use things the appropriate way by protecting that, the honor that God would be blessing us. John 7, 18 says this, whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory, but he who speaks the glory of the one who sent him as a man of truth, and there is nothing false about him. Protecting the honor of God, and the way you live your life defends the honor of the one who has saved you. 
Second Timothy, I want to go to that one. Second Timothy 2, verse 20. Let me read this for you, 20 through 21. I want you to listen. I'll point out a couple words for you. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor, gold and silver, and some for dishonor, wood and clay. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, say cleanses himself. Hold on to that for a minute. If anyone cleanses himself from the latter, wood and clay, or dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. This is what this is talking about. It's up to you to be a vessel of honor or dishonor. And if you're doing things that are dishonoring, then you make a change. It says that you don't have to go to the pastor and he has to lay hands on you or you have to you know, do whatever. It says cleanse yourself, make a change, repent. Do some things now instead of dishonor that will bring honor to God. And immediately, we've talked about so many of those this morning and last week. And basically, it's this picture here of going into a house. And if you were married, and maybe when you were married, you had all kinds of China, right? You signed up for China. People went to Dillard's. Is Dillard's even around? I don't know if it's even around anymore. I don't know where they go. People went to the mall. I avoid malls. People go to the mall, and they sign up, and they get all kinds of dishes in China and all that kind. And you may bring it out once a year. You may never bring it out. It's because it's your china, it's your honored dishes. But then when you have guests and stuff come over, sometimes you may use it at Christmas, but the other time you have paper plates and you just use them and throw them away, right? It's like we can either be the china vessels of honor or we can be the used trashy paper plates. I mean, the choice is ours. And the Bible says, he who cleanses himself or makes another decision. And I want to say this morning, one of the things that I believe is so powerful and wonderful about our Encounter Sundays, it gives you, if you choose to just go a little deeper in the things of God, in context of the scripture, it gives you the opportunity to bring a little cleansing to yourself, if you will. Encountering God in a different way, getting out of a routine, acknowledging him. You can, be, you can do that at your seat, or you can do that with some of the opportunities that we provide. But let me give you the key to all that before we get into our encounter time. Because the key to this idea of honor is this, humility. Humility is the key to honor. Humility is the key to honor. It's the one value that will help you be a person of honor. Let me give you, you can write these down. I'm gonna go through them kind of quick, but here we go. Proverbs 15.33 says this, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18.12, before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 22.4, humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Proverbs 29.23, pride brings a person low, but the lowly, in spirit gain honor. The key to you to being a person of honor is be humble. Walk in humility. Cleanse yourself to exalt others above you and God above you. Cleanse yourself to put God in that place, that first priority when other things maybe have been first. And then praise God for who he is and what he's done in your life and acknowledge him and then protect it. Be determined that through your words and through your mouth, you're gonna bring only honor to God and not dishonor. And the Bible says God honors those who honor him. Just some simple changes and some simple words and the, as we start our day, we'll just position you for greater blessing in your life. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.